is How's the Bite. I'm Ken Root along with Bob Urban. We are located at Murray's Outdoors on the south end of Guttenberg under the big walleye. And this is coming into winter season, the most reviled and on the other side relished season, depending on who you are and your view of winter. Bob, you are a busy guy right now. Bring me up to speed on where you are on not fishing, but deer hunting. Deer hunting, we are selling deer gun two tags. Second season deer is upon us. That'll happen thir- uh, tomorrow, starts, and then it'll go for 10 days. So it's two weekends, Ken. It'll end the following Sunday. It's a really nice season. Um, if you have extra time, you can get and see them. We we just gave 115 deer hides to the buyer of our deer hides that trades out gloves yesterday. Wow. I know I sent you that picture it wasn't the best picture like you said for coming into guttenberg right under the big walleye it was kind of like uh I, it was uh, a bit ugly but those hides will go to uh various purposes they're obviously not very valuable but they are something that people would like to dispose of in a good manner so i'm glad you have that i just hope it doesn't get quite that full and then quite that obvious maybe you should put it somewhere else well, I don't know. Like I think I told you, it was like Clayton County is turning into West Virginia type. <laughs> oh, good. Now, tell those people that they look like West Virginians, almost human West Virginians. <laughs> That'll do it for them. Yeah. And make sure they're an Iowa Hawkeye fan while you're at it, all right? Oh, gosh. I thought we were done with that. We're done with that. No, we were bowl eligible. Again, bowl eligible, fifth worst defense or bottom five worst defense or Worst offense in the country, and we are the top five uh, defense. So that means we are, I believe the word is average when you when could you put those could together. I, could I give you two words? Shut what? up. <laughs> they don't like it when they lose. They're really good winners. They're coming your di- uh, direction, I think, somewhere south. I don't know where the bowl game is. but Oh, yeah. Well, it'll be a top bowl because they uh, – finished uh, with such a good season record. Let's go back to fishing and hunting. You've had a warm spell, maybe short-lived, but what's it done to the ice? Uh, We never really built any more ice, Ken, than about an inch and a quarter. Uh, Just kind of hung out there. The duck hunters finished up. They had a really good season out on the water, cold water uh, from the north, cold wind from the north. uh, Up north, Minneapolis area brought a lot of ducks down. They did really well. They were able to get their boats out with that skim ice, still do their thing, and we just haven't been able to make any ice, and it's it's not going to be till maybe the holidays now from what I'm getting out. We have a guest today, Les Cooney, who really walks and talks ice fishing, but number one is preparation and protection. He says a spud bar needs to hit the ice three times and not go through before you step out on it. Do you agree with that? Yeah, usually if you're hitting it, if you have a right spud bar, just a piece of safety equipment that we recommend, first ice, late ice, always having always having somebody or have it in the tent with you. Um, usually it's an inch of ice per hit. If you're hitting it correctly, it'll it'll dig in an inch. So Les is probably, and in, in, I would never second guess Les. He's he knows a lot more stuff than than the average fisherman. He's he's an expert on that stuff, and and it sounds like he had a few close calls and some episodes so he would know 
Let's talk about uh, safety equipment right quickly as people think about getting on the ice. Early and late time, uh, logically, would be the most dangerous, wouldn't it? Yes, yes. First ice and then late ice when we don't really realize what's going on to the ice when we get the warmer days come spring and it starts honeycombing. That's kind of what we have now. Um, it's not a clear ice. Right now we had clear skim, uh, skim ice for about an inch. And I would assume that's going to happen again somewhere around the holidays when we get some cold nights. But what you need, first and foremost, can always have safety picks, um, have your spud bar. Cleats are really good, um, especially for um, older folks if you don't want to be falling on the ice. Younger kids, they can slip and fall, have fun doing that stuff. But as we get older, those you don't want to break a hip. You don't want to break any any bones. So cleats on this clear ice is is a must. And then the only other thing I can I can recommend and, and Les will talk about maybe in his features is the new technology in the float suits. Um and he talks about a float suit. It's not like a suit, it's like a wind breaking gear like the new Carhartts or the new coveralls. Um they have a, a membrane in them that, that will keep you keep you above water. Well Bob let's go over to Les Puny. He uh, is a uh, top-notch fisherman and, and made the grade because, you know, we go through a lot of levels of people before we find one that's suitable to talk with us, unless you have achieved that. So I hope you'll consider that one of the true milestones of your life. <laughs> You're putting me on a high pedestal there. <laughs> <laughs> well, unless you've given us uh, kind of a buzz here of getting ready for ice season, and, uh, of course, Bob predicted it on the 29th of last month. And it looked like he was he was on to something, but this warm weather coming through has really set it back. So what are you checking? What are you thinking the first time it will be safe to go out? Well, for me, I'm going deer hunting this coming weekend, and it doesn't look that promising to me. Uh, I think it will be next weekend the ice will be ready. But that will be, you know, limited areas yet. If we don't – if it warms up a little bit like they kind of call for then no, I'd I'd give it Christmas then. But yeah. He did hit well, that 29th kind of right for the ones that were brave enough to go on to shore slough. And there's been people up here in the lacrosse area out fishing where I'm up here doing some work today. Uh, people are eager, and uh, we try to give as good a forecast as we can of the safe areas to go and nothing more than that. So people have to use some judgment. But the skill you have and the preparation you do uh, that's impressive. So I wish you uh, good luck as you go into the season, Les. Yep, and just uh, everybody just needs to know to use their spuds. You know, thump that ground three times. Don't just hit it once because uh, if you go hit it once and it don't go through, you might think you're okay. But I actually, I dropped through in four feet of water last year, and that's my third time I've done something like that. And that's only because I hit it once, walked, hit it once, and I went down Three thumps will tell you whether that ice is too thin. Uh, so I, I highly recommend it. Make sure you use your spud. Never trust that ice. It's a river. We didn't get an on-the-floor report of the ice show up in St. Paul, but Les Cooney, again, our on-the-scene reporter, went up there. He pretty much told me there's a hook at the front door where you take your clothes off and run naked through it. Okay. <laughs> You never looked at it that way? 
I never, no, I, I've, I've been there several times and you've never it, done that. Uh, I, I did not. I did not. That's uh-huh. probably why I'm still here and not still up there. Yeah. Well, my wife and her girlfriend used to go to uh, the Michaels type of places, Hobby Lobby. And that was their running joke that, you know, they would go in there and there was just so much that they wanted to see and buy that it was just like running naked through it, you know. So that was oh, their definitely. comparison. Definitely. So there maybe, are thousands, thousands of things there for ice fishermen to see. It's always the first weekend in December. And I was talking yesterday's or last week's show that we had a couple guys going up to it. It's basically what we'll have at the store here. You're just going to see all the new and cool and uh, really good for big ticket items. You get half off, yeah. 40% off on a float suit. That's the place to go buy those. You know what? I'll tell you what it's like. To me, going to that ice show is like my wife finding a new Hallmark store. She gets so excited to go in there and read the cards and look for stuff. Uh, that's the way I'm with that ice show. It's it's huge. It, you'll never find anything as big as that out there for an ice show, uh, ice fishing. Uh, and everybody and anybody that makes a product is there. You can talk to them. I just went up and got myself a new float suit, and I recommend everybody has one of those. A float suit. Yep, yep, that's what I've – that's like last year when I fell through. Mm-hmm. I had that on. I didn't touch the bottom. I just ended up – you fall backwards. And I was floating in the water. Half my body is out of the water. It's like a life jacket on your entire body. So I just turned, stood up, I found the bottom, crawled back up onto the ice, and got out. Uh, I recommend everybody has a float suit. All these companies make them. Striker is the company I got mine through. And uh, I had – this is my second one now. My other one is eight years old, and I wore that thing out because, you know, ice season comes along, and I, I use it three, four times a, day, a week, and then uh, spring and fall, I can take – mine's a climate, so I can take the zipper, the liner out, pull the liner out of the bibs and out of the coat, and I can use that on uh, open water in the spring and in the fall. So if, if by chance, a fluke, I fall out of the boat, I'm going to float. Wow, that is a, a good yeah. device to be able to give yourself oh. some confidence. Yeah, Clam makes them too. Well, pretty much all of them. Frable, they make them, uh, but – Striker was the first company that started making them. And then there's uh, Strike Master that has them too. But Striker's got pretty well zeroed in on it. And then uh, Clam has really got them along really strong because the guy that used to work for Striker went to work for Clam. And my son just bought a new suit from uh, Clam. He showed Brody that new suit, and it's really a sweet suit. And, like, my suit costed me, at the show it was $480, and they gave me a sixty dollar shirt with it and that was that was a uh, hundred bucks off on the suit itself at the show you can get all kinds of discounts twenty percent thirty percent uh and when you like if you buy something from striker and clam and some of the big names you just take your receipt and go find their booth because they won't come in and sell the products to you themselves they let all the vendors around sell them but they promote them and t- tell you everything about them go show them your receipt and they'll give you a free gift at their booth. So that's kind of neat how they do that. But it, 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 it's exciting to go there to see everything. It's I can't describe it. Uh, it's The size of it is like, uh, well, I'd say it's roughly around three uh, basketball courts. You know, like the you go into the Unidome down there to watch 
people play ball, you take that footage area and spread that out through this building at three levels, and it's crazy. They got fish houses, they got the tents, they got uh, four-wheelers that rig up with tracks, uh, housing to put on them, everything and anything related to ice fishing they have. So, and it's held in the first week of December each year? Yep, St. Paul. Uh, it's held at St. in St. Paul up there at that uh, at river or something, I think, uh, Expo Center. And it's the first Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. If you're hunting on that first weekend, go up Friday. Uh, it opens at 11 o'clock. That's uh, uh, VIP time. You pay an extra 10 bucks, but you get in. Uh, you get to see everything. And it's hit or miss whether it's a big crowd on that Friday or the big crowds on Saturday. You never know when it's going to be. Well, from that, we move into the reality of ice fishing season. And uh, a lot of people are very eager to punch the first hole in safe ice and start pulling out all kinds of fish. Save ones in there in the summertime, as far as I know. Les also talked to us about his prep for that. And uh, I'll tell you, you can learn a whole lot in the five minutes that he discusses it. Let's jump forward in time here. For those people who are maybe uh, not totally confident of what to take with them or how to get positioned for ice fishing, you want to talk us through a bit of what you do as you move into the year? Well, I recently got all my gear out and went through it, check it over. Uh, my poles are all stored in the case in the dark all summer long. I don't leave them out anywhere. But line do break down with time. So I go over my line. I check and see if I have any little nicks in them. Uh, and I tend to strip off about 5, 10 feet of line, get down to some fresher stuff, uh, and get those all prepared. Uh, if I need new line on something, if it's getting low, I put on some new line. Uh, and then I like to uh, replace my uh, bobber stops for slip bobbers. There's a, mm -hmm. a thread that you put on there that loops up, ties up, and cinches up straight, tight. Uh, I use that to set me as a marker, not for bobbers mainly. It's, it's mainly for a marker. So if I find a level the fish are at, if I'm out in 10, 12 feet of water, and I find them up there about three feet off the bottom, I'll set that as a slight clear up, set that as a marker so when – my line's in the water. I can look down and see that little marker there of whatever color it is right there at the surface of the water. So I know I'm right in that zone. Quick drop down in and back in place again without guessing. What uh, weight line, what test line do you try to use to give you the right feel? Well, I like to use a two- and four-pound test in the, the fluorocarbons. Um, if I get into deeper water, you know, if I'm out there in 12 feet, I'll throw on some, I'll, I'll pull my pole out that's got four-pound test braided, and then I have a 20-inch leader on that with a swivel, and I'll drop that down there. Because that braided line will get down through the water quicker because it's so much thinner, but it's got the strength. So you can hook onto a, four, uh, a walleye with four-pound test or one of them two-and-a-half-pound perch. You have some, you've caught some perch up to two-and-a-half pounds? Yeah. I think they are when they're 15 inches long. <laughs> it's almost a sacred time to go out ice fishing. What is the difference between the mood of an ice fisherman and one who's in a boat in the springtime? I start to get excited when I see the ice start to form. 
my mood changes to time to dig out all the gear for ice fishing. Just put the boat away last week. Um, I know I could be out there yet in the boat, but I just put it away. Uh, and then the, the the excitement to get out there and explore and search for them. Uh, I sit down and I actually went over some uh, Google Maps and some stuff to aerial views and to look at different places to go out and explore and fish. Uh, I can go back to the same spots all the time, but uh, other people will find them too. So then I like to hike out there into the backwater areas and and uh, find pockets back in there where everybody says there isn't fish, but there is, and catch those. How much gear are you carrying with you or dragging with you uh, when you go out like that? Are you uh, freelancing with just you and an auger? Uh, I've got a, a sled that I will rig up with Schmitty sled or skis on it, which that is a set of downhill skis that have been uh, modified with blocks to lift everything up. So you can walk along and pull 200 pounds in that thing and pull it with two fingers across the snow. So it's really a slick way to do it. But I'll strip it down pretty just to a like an auger, some tackle, maybe three, four poles, and go out, and it's basically – uh, jumping around. Uh, if I go out to fish an area, I know I'm going to be there all day. Uh, yeah, I've got my snow dog. I'll hook up my sled and inside that thing. Uh, you think you got half the, half my tackle boxes in there? Uh, and I'll have a pile of stuff along with me then. But otherwise, when I go out jumping, it's just a stripped down version, and uh, I use my uh, GPS off my Hummingbird. I've got that rigged up. I can look at mapping, zero in on spots where there's depth because it's got the depth chart, and that's really important. And I got my little portable Markham camera, punch a hole, drop that down in, and look around real quick because them fish will come back in quick to look to see what just happened and take off. So if I spot fish, I do tend to start fishing. And uh, I don't just drill a hole, sit there and fish, and then jump up and leave. I like to see signs of life before I start fishing. So you wait it out, let them come back, let you use your camera to look around to know they've done so, and then yep. you come in ready to catch as soon as you drop in. Yep, that's pretty well how I do that. Uh, and it's been pretty effective. And anybody says you got to be back in there in four or five feet of water to find the perch, I was catching them with less than 20 inches of water under the ice last year, and they're all tanks. It just, it's fun to do that. Back to you, Bob, on uh, what's going on in the store right now. You seem to be busy. Yeah, we are. Guys are coming in, Ken. It's going to be mid-50s again today. Um, this might be the last hurrah for the walleye fishermen, or a number of them. Um, they did get the boat ramp fixed. Uh, that looks nice. An addition of five foot was added onto that, so no issues there. No ramp currently, or no uh, dock currently there at the city city ramp where they extended it uh jamie still has his dock in we'll have another good week of of walleye fishing they're fishing them deeper though ken the water temps 34 degrees and we're sitting at the lowest pool again around four foot with the with the water level so a lot of those fish are wintered already they're in their wintering holes we're almost mid-december the crappies aren't going to be where they were two or three weeks ago the bluegills aren't going to be where they were two or three weeks ago. They're going to be pretty much 
getting the message there with 32 degree, 33 degree water temperature that they need to go where the deepest parts are and where they're going to be. They're getting a lot of saugers in, in I'd say 25 to 40 foot holes now where they winter all winter long. Well, I'd say it's time for us to start talking ice fishing. Bob, have a great week. Uh, what hours are you doing this week? Same thing, right through uh, 6 to 5, Monday through Saturday, 6 to 3 on Sundays. And uh, we're, we're going to do that second season deer. It's going to be a, another good event here for Clayton County in northeast Iowa. You should see a lot of hunter orange out there. Have a good week, Bob. Thanks, Ken.